hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here as always with my co-host, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon, and we together are your morning show for any hour. We're going to chit-chat about all this news. We got 2024. We got a, a ridiculous story out of LA, which I'm very much enjoying, and a, and a debunking the mainstream media story for you guys today because we get we could have one of those every day we, we really could how's it going vic hello mary Catherine. i am doing fine i have a question for you so but let yep. me i got a whole lead up to it which is this <laughs> for a few months left i think till the end of june or july i've got apple music do you know apple music yes it's not quite like sirius xm so they don't have like stations with dj's it's just playlists. Okay. Right? So you got to find your playlist. So I decided I would listen to 90s alternative recently, right? So I want to go back to the 90s. 90s all. It's great. Then Alanis Morissette's song comes on, right? From Jagged Little Pill. You ought to know, right? Right. So I'm thinking about it. It was a very popular song at the time. It's fine. It's really interesting. It's edgy. Yes. But then I started thinking, I know it became this anthem, right? For the bad breakup for a woman, this anthem. And she's rightfully angry because of what this guy did, right? I'm not going to say shrill, but she sounds angry. So I started wondering, did she always sound like that when she was in the relationship with the guy, you think? <laughs> well, was do, she like, do you know who that's, that song is supposed to be about? Oh, no, I don't. You don't? No, this because there was, an, there, was a Larry, there, was, there was a Larry David episode about this where he supposedly knew who it was and told somebody, even though he wasn't supposed to, but we don't, as the audience, know who it it's is. allegedly but. Dave Coulier. Who's like I'm so old. Who's Dave? Dave, you know Remind you me know him. him. He's he's one of the uncles on Full House, the comedian, a fellow really? fellow Canadian. I believe Dave Coulier himself has confirmed that he thinks this song, the blonde hair guy, is about him. Yes. Yeah. So so not. By the uh, way, Alanis yeah. Morissette, a lot of range. Dave Coulier, also married to Ryan Reynolds. Like. There's a lot going well, was on. Was or is? Was or is? Was was married to Ryan wow. Reynolds for a brief period. Yes. Well, I kind of wonder if they both were in a situation where they just couldn't take the voice anymore. You know, where she's <laughs> like, you know, let's. What do you want to do tonight, honey? Let's go to the theater. You know, the answer. The answer, by the way, is okay. Let's okay, go to sure, the theater. Believe it. me, let's go. <laughs> but maybe the voice was the reason why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I think was she, she nice. She was, you know, was she like hi? Look, she was mad in the song, but that doesn't mean she was mad all the time. That's right. I was thinking that, you know, she was a woman scorned and then she became this, ah, this rage. And it was like she was Yes Queen before Yes Queen. Yes. I, I do think that's one of those songs that protests too much. Like it's like I'm very tough and I'm moving past this, oh, yeah. except I'm yeah. definitely not past definitely this. Not past it. No. <laughs> Again, the theater. Okay. But sometimes uh, you've got to get yeah. that out of your system before you sure. can move past it. To that's Ryan right. Reynolds, cool. by the way. Look, I like Dave Coulier, yeah. but upgrade. Anyway, okay. I can't believe that. That's huge. Okay, Mary Catherine, where are you yet again? I'm not even getting you just tell us where you are because well, I, I I see it looks like there's a shower curtain well, behind I'm doing, you. That can't possibly be I'm true. I'm doing a tour of the East Coast's great hotel bathrooms as I it would record. Be a great, it would be a great book, by the way. <laughs> so a consequence of traveling with one's baby is that when one needs to record, one mm -hmm. must put the baby in another place. And often yeah. You know, maybe I should put the baby in the bathroom, but then like, how do I use the bathroom? So, so the baby gets oh. the big room, and then I come and hide behind this door while the baby sleeps and record with you. Okay. Does the baby still like the 
it's not the word is not ambient, but just the general white noise thing going on. Yes, this, but this, if this so that thing. and he he generally likes like a like a white noise kind of party talking. But if he hears yes. me, uh, right. you know, just ex oh. explicating the the Alanis Morissette catalog and yes. dating history, like yes. I don't think he's going to sleep through that. So uh, I see. Yeah. yeah, he would click on through that. Plus, like sudden flush of toilet yeah. would wake. So up. I'm here, and I I have to say what before we jump into 2024, I had some a bit of a travel travail uh -oh. on the way here. I was a grown up, and I actually upgraded myself. I paid Good a little extra you. money and I got to the airport very early because I was like, I have this nice ticket on this domestic flight where I'm going to get yeah. treated nicely. I'm for just an hour and right. a half. Or no, two. I'm going to be on the plane with my baby. I'm going to give myself some breathing mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. maybe have a nice drink brought to yes, me like this. That is, would be you know, nice. This is what I'm going for. So I arrive at the airport extremely early so that I can do this because I'm not going to miss my upgraded flight. No, you got to take advantage <laughs> of all the perks. So yeah. I go through, I got there 70 to 75 minutes before the flight Yeah, at, at the airport. Fair. Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's like me. I, it's I'm a morning flight. It's DCA, not a challenging oh, yeah. place nice. to get through. No, no, no. Small. Once you get through the new security. Yes. So I go to security. First, of course, I use the kiosk. And never use the kiosk. Don't trust them. Go to, that the go kiosk, to human being yes, is what you're the saying. The kiosk, yes. the AI that is part of the kiosk is not going to take over humanity. It is not prepared. It can't do any of the things it tells you it can do. So just ignore the lady when she says go to the kiosk and try this because you're just going to have to double back. So I had to double back. Oh. It's fine. I'm here early. It's not a problem. Yeah, yeah of course. I go through the line. I get my ticket. Add the baby to the ticket, which is what they have to do at these things. Go through security. Again, a little bit of a long line, but not a problem. I'm here early. I go through the line. I get through the, the metal detectors. All my stuff is going through, and they yank my diaper bag. Okay, look, this is normal. They always yank the diaper bag because it has formula in it. They have to scan it an extra time. Sure. I understand this. Again, I'm here like a responsible person on time, uh -huh. so we're good. I wait for my diaper bag and wait for my diaper bag. And oh, no. wait and wait for, I would say, probably it was 10 plus minutes. I would say 12 to 15 minutes. And it's it's the thing where it's sitting on the side where it's been pulled yeah. and no one's touching it. Oh, but you can no. see it there. Yeah. And what they have done is that for some reason that day, I don't know, everybody got crazy that day. They were pulling so many bags they couldn't keep up with the double scanning. Safe. So they're like. 12 people in front of me to be double scanned and so finally i get it back again i think i'm okay i'm gonna hustle down to my gate i, I get my diaper back i hustle down to my gate vic you tell me if you've ever heard of such a thing i get to this gate 13 minutes before the flight is scheduled to leave yeah the door is closed yeah i have never yeah. heard of anything other than a 10 minute door closing but apparently American does a 15 minute one. That's bad. And I was like, and you were there. Oh. And, yeah. Because listen, I'm a pro at sliding mm -hmm. right into mm -hmm. a flight as the door is closing. Okay. I know what it feels like to be skating into a flight at the last minute. I'm an expert at that. I was not at that point. And I knew what? I wasn't okay. to the point that I was bewildered. When I walked up and the door was closed. Did you see them closing it or it was already shut? It was already shut. And it was two, it was two families that, it was a couple and their kid and myself and my baby, both because we had oh our diaper bags gosh. taken. No. 
And again, it's like we're we're still at 13 minutes before the flight. We could definitely oh, get on that on. flight. Yeah, you, yeah, it's you, sitting there. You know right we're now. you know we're checked in. Yeah. And so that one surprised me. But look, the, here's the thing: when I make my bed, I'm happy to sleep in it. I didn't make the bed this time. No. No, you were really good because you you made it. You gotten way ahead of time. It makes me you not want it. to behave myself because I feel like things go better when yeah, I don't. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? What am I, What are we doing? Did you here? Did you explain to them? You're like, I was here an hour ago. You know, it's and not. Yet they it's, made me wait. It's really not this, worth it at that point. Pointless. You just you just go to customer service and you try not to take out your anger on anybody there, and you just say how like, Can you help me out? And they did. I got on the next flight. It was how, not a big. How deal. did they How did they handle it? They were like, Oh. Well, one lady was very nice and one lady was very rude, and I went to the nice lady. Oh, wow! <laughs> and she was she was very abrupt. She was like a guy showed her his boarding pass on his on his phone, and she was like, "I don't look at phones. I don't look at phones." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> what does that mean? I guess she just means she needs to see something in paper form. I don't know. Oh my gosh! I don't know. That's anyway, terrible. Yeah. I made it. I made it. But I uh, that oh, was good. a that was a whole thing because like well, I, it's also you're also lucky because. That's more of a, I mean, there are more frequent flights going to where yes, you're going. Yes, that was not a, an issue. I was, it was just going DC, DC to Orlando. There's a lot of flights. No we deal. almost, you know, what I, I, I've told the story before about when we went to Grand Cayman and you have to fly first from DC to Fort Lauderdale. And I said, you know, based on your estimate here, we're landing in Fort Lauderdale at like X time. And then our next plane leaves in 10 minutes. <laughs> and the guy's like, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, we 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 changed the time because I think there's like bad weather coming in. So you're probably going to miss your Good connected luck. flight. <laughs> hey, this is at JetBlue, and I said, so okay, well, you know, my family, they're meanwhile they're shopping around because we have all this time to kill and everything's great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the last thing I want to tell my family is that we have an issue. And so I said, well, what are my options? And the guy says, okay, well, I I can maybe see if I can get you a flight to Kennedy and then see what you can do there. Or come back tomorrow. Maybe better weather's better tomorrow. Oh, dear. I'm like, okay, this is a four-day trip. Seriously? Thanks. So I said, I guess we'll take our chances and fly to Fort Lauderdale because if we're going to be stranded anywhere, I'd rather be stranded in Fort Lauderdale than in D.C. So at least we're that yeah, much closer. You, you know, And that's a mini vacation. And sure enough, we made it in time. We just made it before the door closed. Nice. It's so scary, though. I, it's so scary. I, I like to roll in there with a stroller and just like come right by as they're closing that door. Hey, I'm here. You might want to just, you know what? Even if the door is closing, push the baby in first and whether right. or not you, you get in. Well, that, that, stroller, that stroller is built to withstand a lot. Okay. So That's you can good. put it okay. in the steel door. All right. <laughs> you got to be willing to sacrifice. Now I have a question. I, I made question. it safely. We should fast forward to 2024. All right. All right. Let's do it. Big news. Big news, Vic. The moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> the moment. And what a, what a launch it was. Wow. So Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. I should have said, speaking of Florida, where I am. Yeah, that's right. All right. There you go. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the launch wasn't in Florida in a like physical rally. The launch was on Twitter, on Twitter Spaces, which is a place where people chit chat, leaders gather people together to have conversations. And I thought, I, I talked on Guy Benson's show the other day, I thought this was an odd choice because you don't have control over it. It's unconventional. It's, it's a novel approach. Yes. And it's unconventional for a reason. He's trying to say, look, we're, we're going to circumvent major media. He's That's making right. the point that, that some of these eh, right of center folks like a Musk, for instance, or a David Sachs, 
who are sort of unconventional players, but powerful that people listen to, that these are not going to be left to the side for someone like him, that these spaces literally aren't going to be given over to only Trump allies or the mainstream media, blah, 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 right? So this is the idea. However, it did not survive the stress test, right? Now, they'll make the argument like there were just so many people who wanted to to listen, but it, it that's the, their spin. In the end, he broke the internet. Well, and it's a it's a decent one, right? You take what you work, you can take what you're given and work with it the best way you can. But in the end, like it should just work. It should just work. Yeah. Again, like you're saying, I get it. He's like next generation thinking over here. This is the future, and the future is also not just bypassing the MSM, but also bypassing Fox. You right. know, like this is the future. Conservatism has a platform on Twitter, and people can find it. Fine, I get it for perhaps a certain segment of the population that's very online, but it has to work. Yep. That's the first part. And the second part is there are a lot of people out there who are wanting to find a reason. They don't want to vote for Biden. They don't want to vote for Trump. They've heard things about the Santa, some negative things, but by both sides. But let me hear from the man himself. Okay, great. Where do I, what, what channel is Twitter Spaces on? Yeah. You know, how do I find that? So that, I think that was a little bit crazy. And then the other thing is the format, which is this panel, right? You had two co-hosts. Yeah, David David and, Sachs. There was the doctor from Stanford. Yes, whose name is escaping right. me right now, but a, a real solid right COVID COVID sure. restriction skeptic. Yeah, good. But it is not a campaign launch where he's going to tell us, you know, what his plans for America are going to be, right. and that and remind us of all the horribleness of the Biden years, right? the incompetence and, and bad policies and COVID. And, and, and of course, that we're in this mess already in the first place because of Inflation Reduction Act and Build Back Better, that he is, in fact, this embodiment of, of the Great Reckoning uninterrupted. And the problem is, all it is is interruptions. Right. You have, it, it is not a straight spiel he's giving. It's Q&A. Yeah, right? and, and I, there were things I liked about that, right? So it, it goes very, very rocky. For 20, 25 minutes, which is when yeah. people are tuning in. But this and is then, 25 minutes already when it's on. Right. And then once it kicks in, they do have a discussion that is substantial yeah. and deals with a lot of policy. Sure. It's very, and he knows a lot. It's very clear he knows many things, right? Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to quote Guy Benson, who I was speaking at a, an event with today, who says, you know, Trump always says that he prefers so, soldiers who didn't get captured. And Guy prefers, and I myself prefer candidates who know things. I, I, I like a candidate who knows things, you know? Right. And so I think that was obvious in this discussion. I like that they're talking about policy and getting sort of in-depth, but do mm-hmm. voters like that? That's not their thing. That's right. my thing, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. Voters, <laughs> so, it reminded me of back in, back in the day, I went to, when I was, I went to a, you know, I covered the German elections. So this might've been 2009. And it was for Angela Merkel, right? And right. She ha- I went to this big, it was a major campaign rally. So you go to the Berlin Aerodrome, which by the way, yes, it's an aerodrome, which is pretty exciting if you're into that sort of thing. Anyway, we're all there. It's, it's, it's a rally with a lot of excited Germans. You get a little nervous, you know, you? And, you know, but they had this rock band playing and the guys playing this hilarious rock song, which in English translated to, and she has to rescue the world, you know? And so there's that. And then she comes out, everybody's going crazy, and then it transforms into a panel discussion Q&A with these co-hosts, 
and they just suck the energy out of the room. Yeah. You know, and it's like any excitement was, was just gone. So it depends on your expectations. But if you had expectations that he was going to make this major announcement uninterrupted, right. just straight, give me what I want to hear. You were not going to get that. You were going to get a lot of Q&A, people talking about how great their Teslas are and technology questions. Well, and yeah. while we got this part, the, the thing was multifaceted, right? So they also released the normal bio video. We'll play a little bit of that. Yeah. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet. And the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. He also then went and spoke to Fox in a more traditional outlet. More, yes. And I think, look, this is one of those things where everybody goes like, how big a deal is this? And I do think we have a tendency in politics to pants wet over such things real in a really exaggerated way, particularly yeah. on Twitter. That doesn't mean it doesn't leave a mark because this is like something you wanted to have momentum coming out of this and sure. look like real sure. polished, right? However, money talks. So if you're raising a million dollars in an hour after this happens and then you can get back on your feet and you have an operation in Iowa, That's New right. Hampshire, which it's mm -hmm. very clear that this team has thought about. There'll be something else that's going to occupy our minds in the news, and we're going to forget about this lousy launch. At least that's what they'd like us to think, and not that it's going to be the second coming of Rudy Giuliani's presidential well, the, campaign. Well, that's yeah. the question, right, is, is whether you get back on your feet. And that's a, that is a mark of its own kind of competence, mm -hmm. is if you can come back from something mm -hmm. like that, which you, of course, would prefer not to have happened in the first place. And, you know, by the time they were doing press later in the day mm -hmm. and they're raising a bunch of yeah. money and they're often running on the ground in other states like i do think unless you reinforce this mishap several other times yeah. i don't think that yeah. becomes the story but right and the other thing is desantis can can blame elon for this elon <laughs> can blame somebody under him for this but at the end of the day i would not be surprised in the coming days if there'll be some very large campaign shakeup for DeSantis. Yeah, just, just like because you know, to get, be, they need they need to get their act together. And I think the thing that's going to happen is you're going to have to have a shakeup. So that's my prediction. I just think like I think the New York Times. You know, I rarely approvingly quote the New York Times, but the yeah. headline for the New York Times I thought put it well, which is DeSantis's bold Twitter gambit that flopped. And I think it was yeah. the bold gambit part. Yeah. And the risk of the bold gambit part is that you might flop right. right and so you have right. to do everything in your power to to make sure that doesn't happen and not enough happened to make sure that didn't happen he had yeah. yes and he has to now start in earnest on the campaign trail giving speeches stump speeches being seen out there with a crowd yeah. he needs that 
and not emphasize. And I know he's a he's a genius, as you were you were just talking about him being able to deftly, you know, handle all these different questions, technical questions. Right. I don't doubt that about him. But if for a presidential race, he's also going to have to connect, and we have to be less numbers and more emotion. Which I mean, that sounds unfair because you'd rather have somebody who's very competent. But you, they want people want somebody who they can relate to. Yes. And he has to do more of that. And again, and everybody jumped on this. Well, and uh, if there was yeah. ever if there's ever an opponent who can really oh. dunk effectively, it's President Trump, right? Let's let can we go over President Trump's reaction to this? Oh man. Yeah. Like this is a this is a gimme, right? Like just yeah. just goof on him. But what what does President Trump do? He truths. He truths over it. Truth. Yeah. Rob in weird in quotes. And I that's guess his running joke now is he's Rob DeSantis. Okay. That's a good joke. Yeah. Rob settled on it. My red button is bigger, better, stronger, and is working in parentheses. Truth in all in all caps. Yours does not. Per my conversation with Kim Jong-un of North Korea, soon to become my friend. What he's so I'm sorry. He's, what does he, this he's, mean? He, yeah, so he's he's bragging that he's going to be friends with a genocidal maniac. Is that what he's saying? That's well, really? and what is he talking about, Rob and his bigger, yeah. better button? What what's happening here? Like this Not, was an okay. easy. This was a layup. This was a yeah. layup. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is I saw on you know, the Grabian news service provider shared. He did an audio clip where it's other people pretending to interrupt the announcement by DeSantis online that he's running for president. And you have people that sound like Elon and Ron DeSantis and George Soros chiming in and Bruno Gantz from Downfall is Hitler yelling in there as well. Oh and and there's somebody coughing that's supposed to be Dick Cheney. At least this was on Grabian. I had my doubts. I said, this cannot, Trump could not possibly have issued this. But according to Grabian, it, it was in fact a Trump-sponsored uh, I mean, message. It's going to be a- it's, weird it's going to be just a, a campaign of weird memes and by weird i mean like this one doesn't even i it doesn't no. even make sense and again i keep on going back to i can't believe that the this is what the american people get on both sides to get I biden know. versus Trump. I know. really i know here we are again oh, but it's, it's okay amazing. it's okay vic because it's not like we have any real problems like our giant debt oh hey how about that so we don't moving need, right along. We don't need Mary Kelly are moving. Hey, you know, we I, the baby has needs and we got to get on. To yeah. The yeah. OK. Day. Yes. OK. Well, it's all it all remains to be seen in the 2024 race. But I feel like we're we have now reached the starting line, sort of. Right. Yeah. It begins in earnest. Yes. Summer 2023. With all the major players, unless Glenn Youngkin decides to get in or Gavin Newsom. But as of now, or Chris, Chris Christie. Oh, mean, Chris Christie, of course. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in Washington. Still working on the debt ceiling. Janet Yellen still saying, you know, early June is when you have to get this done, guys. So Republicans in the House passed this bill that stipulated, OK, you're going to have to freeze some spending levels, yeah. which in Washington speak is a quote unquote cut, even though it's the same amount of spending. If it's not growing exponentially, it counts as a yeah. cut. And the White House is like, absolutely not. We are not negotiating over this. But what the problem is for Democrats is that they expected Republicans not to get it together and pass anything. So they kind of, the technical term is dilly-dallied for <laughs> several weeks. Yeah. They dilly-dallied for several weeks because Biden doesn't know how to cl climb down from not negotiating. The left started getting like, ooh, he's going to go dark Brandon and mint the coin or 
use the 14th Amendment to say that the debt limit is unconstitutional. All these wild yeah. ideas that the, the left of the party thought he was going to indulge them with because yeah. there was this lag time. And then lo and behold, during this week, they just start chatting again. And both sides are going to have to basically, McCarthy's going to have to get some sops to spending control. And Biden's going to have to get some sops and like pretend he's not really negotiating when he's actually yeah. negotiating on the debt ceiling. In the end, they're, they'll probably come together. I don't, I don't doubt that they'll probably put something together. My guess is they're going to come to something. They'll find some, they'll, they will finally come to a deal and put something together, but it won't be till the fall. The interesting thing is Janet Yellen talks this her pseudo line in the sand saying June 1 or early June, we have to come to a deal now. And she's Treasury Secretary, right? She's not right. chairman of the Fed anymore. She's a church. So she plays a different role in this. Right. So it's not, I mean, she's not the final say. She's not, a you know, she's no, not the I, final authority on this. I also think McCarthy is, has been smart to emphasize that date because yeah. as someone who does not work well, not on a deadline, I don't think you get anything done unless there is a date in mind. Right. I would be surprised if they come to agreement because of the Democrats, I think, will will not want to budge. You you mentioned the Fourteenth Amendment, which is a you know a Civil War era amendment, at which which addresses recognizing debt, but it doesn't have anything to do with raising a debt ceiling. Okay? No, this is so this that's, is just one the of these. Thing. This mm -hmm. is just one of these things where because it's an idea from the left, you get a raft of think pieces, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, this is definitely yeah, a real idea, this. guys. Let's for sure do this." Like right. we have a Vox piece that's like. Oh, let's talk about Already. the trillion dollar coin. And all you have to do yeah. is take this this law from 1997, which was just just a ploy to let the mint mint a bunch of stuff that coin collectors would buy from the government. Right. They're going to use this, which is just a souvenir coin law to say we can mint a magical coin because money's not real anyway. And none of these numbers matter. And then we'll just hand over the trillion dollar coin. And isn't that cute? You know what? It's too cute by half. Just like Twitter announcements. It, it's yeah, like not it's not a thing. Now, you sent me the link to that story about the platinum coin, and again, I, you know, I have a, about a C average in e economics, so I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. This sounds like this sounds just, I I know this is the way of thinking outside the box, but this sounds too like too clever by half. Exactly, color be skeptical. Exactly. No, I, Wait, do, I expect, so. Do you think they'll yeah. just? They're, you think they're going to kick the can down the road somehow to they come up with an actual can, agreement later? Yes, okay. they'll kick the can. My guess is they're going to kick the can down till the fall. And you, we are going to actually have enough revenue, even though she talks about this line in this, right. she, you know, about like it has to be done by June is it June 15, you have the, the quarterly taxes are going to be filed, right? For the individual earners and LLCs, right? Yes. So there's one stream of revenue that's going to come in through taxes. June 30, you get the pensions and all the taxes related to pensions will be coming in at the end of next month. So that's more revenue. It'll be enough to buy you some time, but just a couple months. And yeah. then I think after that, then they will come to, because the quarter, we're coming to the end of the quarter. And, and then I think they'll come to something. But I, I, I do think, I sent you some, a screenshot of Washington Post headlines. Yeah. And it's so clearly geared that they want, obviously, one side of this debt negotiation to win and not the other. Oh, and they make I mean, it sound like the, the the Republicans are just being awful about this. Oh, no, there's been some insane coverage that is the yeah. just the opposite of true. That's yeah. like these these <laughs> reckless Republicans, the yeah. ones who have already passed the bill that would allow us not to default. Those guys, they don't. Yeah, the seem... one the one who Karine Jean Pierre keeps on saying they need to do something. They're not doing anything. They need to get their act together. Yeah, they got to get their act together. Kinda, yeah, 
Just keep on repeating that. I will read from, this is from Washington Post reporting, I believe. One potential development, Republicans may be easing their demand to boost defense spending, instead offering to keep it at levels the Biden administration proposed, according to one person familiar with talks and granted anonymity. The Republicans may achieve their goal of rolling back bolstered funding for the IRS if they agree to instead allow the White House to push that money into other domestic accounts. So like, they're they're haggling over the W's here. Like, hey, you take yeah. this W and you get this W. And but I, I, it has to be a disappointment for the left that they are arguing on this ground. They did not. I don't think we're going to get any giant spending victories here. Yeah. But I think it's a victory that you make these guys talk about spending. That you make yeah. this. Yeah. Just part. having them talk about it. I don't think it's wrong to make spending discussions a condition because you're dealing with your spending problem. The debt limit is your spending problem. You should have a discussion about spending in the household. And and it is a much more realistic problem now, like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, we talk about the looming, you know, you know, default. And we talk about how we're not going to be able to pay off all our bills. And we just, you know, Paul Ryan used to warn us about this all the time, but suddenly in the last three or four years under Biden in particular, where inflation has skyrocketed, right? You yeah. had the the second COVID, you know, package was passed, right? Build back better. You had in the Inflation Reduction Act, you're seeing the the prices go way up. The polls indicate that. So if you look at right. the polls, most Americans, including a lot of independents, will agree that yeah, I'd rather not spend more. I'd rather that we come to an agreement on on debt and not have to raise the ceiling. I'd no, like people to, I'd are like actually to, yeah. quite sensible about yeah. this because They're they suddenly, have more receptive and it's because of this inflation. Well, and, and they also yeah. have to run their own finances, right? Yeah, the way that right. the the way that these people do business is insane compared to how normal people have to do it. If you if you were many hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or a million dollars in debt in your household, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it came to the point where you're like, "Oh gosh, we're hitting the limits on all our what should we cards. what should we do? What should we do? Would you take care of the hitting the limit without having a discussion of the fundamental problem, I yeah. don't think you would. If that would be stupid. The the simplistic version of, of this is in one of my guilty pleasure movies, Dave, with yeah. Kevin Klein, where he becomes yeah. president, and he invites his accountant buddy friend, played by Charles Grodin, who's Murray Blum, yeah. the accountant. And he's like, I look at these numbers. I never run it. I don't know how they can run a business this way, you know. And then, of course, then and then he magically he magically trims the budget, you know, to save the daycare center. I know it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous, but the the sentiment is shared yes. by many Americans. Yes. Okay. That's it. There are ways. Oh my goodness. There are ways. Uh, there are ways. There are places to cut. There are places to cut. We have a we have a little debunking. Oh, this is good. Today yeah. of the mainstream media. We should maybe just do this as a weekly feature because there's always something to debunk. Yes, yes. There's a lot of discussion about all the banned books, all the banned oh, books. Oh, banning right? everywhere. Now, now when, when liberals are taking To Kill a Mockingbird out of curricula all over the country, that's not a book banning, okay? That's just, no, progr- that's just progress. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You got to protect the kids. But when, but when parents complain about highly sexualized books in their middle schoolers, libraries and those get moved to places for older kids those are bans you see okay now the definition of ban stretched further this week when there happened? was there was news of do you remember the the lovely poet amanda gorman oh, nice. yeah. who spoke at biden's inauguration she did a poem that i enjoyed quite a bit yeah, i think she was a really nice. powerful speaker yeah. here are the headlines the new republic a florida school has banned the hill we climb by amanda gorman the poem read at joe biden's inauguration after a parent complained that the poem poem contained, quote, 
indirect hate messages. Okay, let's see what another headline here is. Then we have MSNBC, Florida School Bans Amanda Gorman Poem Over One Parent's CRT Fears. Daily Beast, Florida school, a school near Miami, Florida, has banned elementary students from accessing several works in its library, including this one. Okay. And then our friend A.G. Hamilton on Twitter, A.G. Hamilton 29, a great mm -hmm. follow, notes, yeah. to recap what happened this week, one school district decided to move three books from the elementary section of a library to the middle school section of the library. Almost every major news outlet instead ran with a false story suggesting Florida was banning the books. Now, you're welcome to take issue with that and say, well, why wouldn't this be fine in the elementary school section? Fine. But it was a shared library with two different sections. The book is literally still in the library, is my understanding. It's just in a different section for a different age of student. It's like in very large print book band and then in very tiny, you know, print yeah. in eight point font. Banned ban for little children, you know, underneath there. Like, again, and again, moving one moving book from in one the section. Same building. Yeah. So you're moving one a book from one section to another. That is a banning. Let's go with it because if we have to publish a retraction, who's going to notice it anyway? I mean, nobody. And maybe we don't even have to publish a retraction. The key is ban books. You got to keep on saying it. Just ban books over and over. It's the same thing with equity. You just throw out these words over and over so that it'll sink in to our, our minds, and then it'll be like, oh, of course, that's what Republicans do. They ban books. And again, you're welcome to argue with age restrictions on different yeah. materials or the decision to include yeah. books and curricula, but this idea that Florida is the first state and these are the first parents in the yeah. history of the United States to ever make decisions about such things is insane. The poet herself, of course, responded saying she was gutted by a school district's decision to restrict her poem. Fine. Again, object to the yeah. moving of the book, but this is not the actual facts of the it's matter. Really CNN, part of this CNN, by yeah. the way, did get it right in their story about the actual facts of what was happening. It's, it, it's part of this concerted effort, particularly not just against, obviously, the state of Florida, but also against Ron DeSantis. I mean, so DeSantis is facing this two-front war. He's got Trump on one side and he's got the liberals on the other side and everyone's going after him. Concerted effort, if you will. And I mean, go back to that, the, you know, the, the, the family, the parents' rights education bill, which they call Don't Say Gay. That right. stuck in. Everybody's making jokes about it. Late night show. Yep. You can't say the word. And if you actually explain the law, saying, none of that is true. We yeah. don't want to teach kindergarten kids about this stuff, yet they don't even know where, how babies are made. Most parents would agree. Oh, and the Post and, and did a whole. They, they conducted a whole poll about this, and they they published the poll, and and it they were, it almost sounds like they were disappointed. But no, you know, it has it had quite a bit of support in Florida, yeah. for instance. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. All right, we have a boondoggle, Vic. We got to yeah. talk about a boondoggle. Have you seen La Sombrita? I I have, and I can't. This looks familiar. Has has have other cities tried this before? And so, why don't you explain first what this is? The sombrita. Okay. okay, so La Sombrita was a is a contraption at an LA bus stop that went viral this week because a reporter who was at the unveiling of La Sombrita tweeted a picture of several transportation like DOT workers standing under a very small foot and a half wide maybe <laughs> perforated like holes in it fabricated contraption that is supposed to provide shade for shade and light for quote gender equity 
right? It was a lot. Of, there was a lot of buzzwords, but almost no shade provided. Like you can see, you can see the people in the picture who are supposed to be announcing this great triumph of shade equity shade, like with the sun in their eyes because they can't fit under this tiny right. little thing, right? And so everyone started dunking on it because... Throwing shade at the yeah, shade. Yeah, there was so much shade in the comment section of this shade. And the questions are like, you know, what, what's this have to do with gender equity? Like, yeah. and I think the lighting part is the gender equity part. Or I think they, they, they say that women are doing a lot of the household errands. So they're using public transit more often. So they need more shade more than the men. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's a lot. Okay. So the point being this thing cost, actually, I heard the number I heard was $10,000, which I'm sure there were some, that seems cheap for a boondoggle like this. Yeah. So they got away with a, a bargain here. If that's the case, I'm sure there were some planning committees who spent a lot yeah. of time on this, but you said it seemed familiar. There was another version of this that went viral, viral about two years ago. So ah. yes. So you may have seen it before. I, what, what happens if you're uh, a biological male who identifies as a woman. Can you use the shade? Yeah, I, I don't think the shade is restricted. Well, first, the shade is non-existent. It's just, the, right. sh the shade identifies as shade, but it's oh, not okay. actually there yeah. for well, anyone. I mean, you got to respect a, how the shade identifies itself. Yes, there's yeah. a very, very small overhang here for anyone. Okay. But I looked so into it <laughs> and Slate and others have reported a bit on this. And it turns out, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> I'll just explain. This is the, yeah. the designer of this of this contraption has worked on women's issues with the transportation department of LA specific project emerged in 2022 after convening a group of 10 to 15 women and gender nonconforming people so to answer your question they can also take part in the shade yes global global data showed that women were still more likely to, to be household caregivers this is the part where they need the shade more and take on domestic responsibilities that often means they're waiting for the bus in the middle of the day and then many had heard that maybe they felt threatened in the darkness at night. We could also deal with that by dealing sure. with crime. But first of all, let's deal with light. Okay. So how could this person help? The firm designed a custom device to cast shade and make light, but then came the streetscape regulations. Oh, that's right, Vic. The structure couldn't have a wide canopy because it would protrude into the road or into the four feet of sidewalk clearance reserved for wheelchair users. It had to be perforated so the wind wouldn't blow it over. It couldn't have seats because a bench would also cut into the clearance. And it notes these constraints don't exist next door in the wealthy beachfront city of Santa Monica, where wide sidewalks accommodate big blue parasols and wheelchair users just fine. Interesting. Like there is an equity problem here, partly, though, because of regulation. Yeah, that's right. It, it's sort of this this terrible. It's, it's a confluence of, yes. of, of special interests. Yeah. And then the, there's this part, too. The firm couldn't move the structure over the benches that were already on that street because that would spur a six-month review process by the streets department and the yeah. transit agency wanted to pilot some shade now. Yeah. If this employee had involved the streets department, it would have encountered a bevy of other impediments, things like driveways, curb cuts, utility poles, vaults, and meters, all of which get designed into sidewalks before trees and shelters and require massive visual clearances so they can be seen by oncoming drivers. Bit by bit, the shelter was whittled away until all that remained was an elaborate piece of wayfinding. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the end result is like the little Stonehenge model from Spinal no, Tap. You're, you and know? it's exactly that. It's like, here's the shade. And then it's just like a, it's yeah. like a paper straw hanging over your head. <laughs> I meant feet, not inches. You know, it's that's really pathetic. Arlington County in Virginia had a similar thing. 
several years ago where it turns out the Arlington County Board, which is all Democrats and they, you know, it's very comfortable, you know, it's, it's a job for life, you know, but even right. for them, they got a little too carried away and they spent a couple million dollars on one bus stop. Oh my God. And that is quite a bus stop, a, a million dollar bus stop. It's so bad that Audrey Clement, who is like the green candidate, who I, I kind yeah. of like, yeah, she, she's like, okay, this is crazy, even for the green candidate. Like this, is even nuts. for us guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always if I could vote for Audrey, I usually reserve a spot for her. But you know, <laughs> enough is enough already. So I'm glad that there are people are calling it out because it's, yeah, you know, well, but, like, yeah, some Brita ain't getting the job done. That's that's no. what I know. So they may have to relent with some of those other regulations. But I'm guessing that LA yeah. will not relent with any of those other regulations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Virginia, our oh, home. Hey. We have a little story that might interest you oh, oh, about some fine, some fine alcohols, yeah, some fine liqueurs. The Virginia Lottery, which promised to give winners the chance to buy four hard-to-find liquors, left some participants with a bad taste in their mouths. The Virginia ABC Lottery, held between April 19th and April 23rd, gave participants the chance to buy four rare liquors. George T. Stagg Bourbon, Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye, William LaRue Weller Bourbon, and Sazerac Rye. 18-year-old. 18, 18 the odds of winning, based upon the number of entries and the number of bottles for sale, ranged from 1 to 48 for the stag to 1 in 739 for the Sazerac, 18-year-old. But the odds seemed to tip towards statistically impossible, as the same people kept winning. Two entrants won all four products. Vic, are you among them? I can... 50, 50 entrants won three products, and 229 entrants won two products. Uh, in a statement, Virginia ABC acknowledged the results were statistically abnormal. <laughs> so first off, are you familiar with all of these? Yes, I am familiar okay. with most of them. I think all of them. Stitzer Weller, by the way, is an old, that is a very ancient bourbon, one of the old American ones. And the actual Stitzer Weller location uh, in Kentucky is now where Bullet has their headquarters. But, oh, nice. uh, but, you know, but, but Stitzer Weller itself, is a, that's an old one. George Stagg, I had a George Stagg. It was a gift from our, our old friend, Robert Messenger. And somehow it's gone, as in the bottle is empty. I don't remember. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it's gone. And it was a great one. Okay, I, I think, but I, but I wanted to let our listeners know, for the people who live outside the Commonwealth, that oh, yeah, we even run by Democrats or Republicans yeah. in, in the state of Virginia, the, the liquor stores are run by a Soviet system. Yes, right? yes. So, uh, I yes, you're right that we should explain that because some sure, states like, have what is the, going have on the with lottery. Some some states have the beauty of capitalism infused with alcohol, which is like such a great thing. Yes. The state of Georgia had this and they call them package oh, stores in Georgia. Package and, stores. Yeah. And they are voluminous and everything is displayed beautifully and yeah. you have so much more variety. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in the state of Virginia, you just walk into a Soviet government building to buy your liquor. Yeah. Yeah, so the the you know the liquor store owners themselves who run these businesses they don't have say, but it, it, it's Richmond that gets to decide what is carried throughout the state of Virginia. And so what happens is you don't see a lot of interesting varieties, but what what you do get are mostly products that are high volume. So if they know they're going to sell a lot of it, you're going to see a lot, and it's just aisles and aisles of Grey Goose and Tito's vodka, for example, things of that nature. And so that's what drives me nuts about that system. Pennsylvania is similar. You have to go, if you want to find anything interesting, you got to go into the city. So as a result, they have this thing as well as lottery system for some of the rare spirits. So, you know, maybe you luck out. I hear they're going to institute a lottery system for shoes and toilet paper. 
that going to do and that as well. bread is next. Bread is bread. Next. Bread is going to get up 5 a.m. I've been in line for the bread and the bourbon since they're related. What's interesting about this lottery system is they haven't been able to prove that it's some sort of legit scam, right? Meaning that it's not like uh, the McDonald's monopoly scam from several years ago in which I mean, if so, know, friends if so, of employees were cashing in on the prizes. If so, it would be so ham-handed because this is like so statistically, but you'd want to, you'd want to yeah. sneak it in a little better than yeah. this. Honestly, they, what are the odds and how are they drawing these names? I don't know. Is it one yeah. of those ball machines for like for bingo, but, you know? Well, this, the state is quite cagey about it. After an yeah. internal audit, the liquor board said it's <laughs> the liquor board. That just sounds corrupt from the beginning. Yeah, I know. It's... Said its staff had followed established procedures with entrants being assigned random numbers and the drawings being viewed by witnesses. Yep. But apparently the lottery sorting process did not yield a statistically probable result. I will say this, which is, again, I am, I continue to be outraged by the Virginia system and this lottery and who wins and who doesn't. And that said, I signed up and now I, I signed up to Virginia ABC and as a registered user, and I plan to partake in the next lottery. All right. So if you can't beat them, Joint. Joint That's all I'm saying. That's all. How, how uh, much yeah. of their your information did they pry out of you for this privilege? Uh, did you have to they, turn in your yeah, your yeah, all my information, IRS forms? Of yeah. yeah, yeah, everything. All my all my information. I will yeah. say this really quickly as a just a pro tip for our listeners in case the next McDonald's lottery thing comes up, right? Which used to actually be tactile. Used they used to actually give you the little sticker token pieces. The yeah. key to win McDonald's Monopoly, unless this was the rigged version, right? This if it's not rigged, the real way to win. Uh, the odds of getting Boardwalk and Park Place in the same vicinity are slim to none. Right. You have to, you'd have to assume somebody like you, Mary Catherine, you're in Virginia before you fly down to Florida. Oh, let me go to McDonald's here. Fly down to Florida, go to McDonald's. You may oh, just right. get it. I, think I mean, I'm bookending my trips with that's McDonald's it. anyway. I'm telling you, it's a win-win. Okay. You know what I always say? If I want to win the actual lottery, occasionally we'll buy a ticket. And I'm like, we can't buy it in like northern virginia you have to go somewhere interesting yeah. and rural because like in the news it's yeah. always some rural place <laughs> yeah you can't get one okay. in arlington that's yeah. not going to cut it out all that's right. not going right. to make right. it happen so, for you yeah all ridiculous right. all right i have some corrections <gasps> and i got corrections and clarifications i should okay. say clarifications okay Heaven for fend several listeners have told me that desantis's hometown is dun eden there we go dun eden florida i said dunedin because I, I assume dunedin is like this English army battlefield, you know, where he, they, they fought against <laughs> William Wallace, you know, it's on the battle of, on the fields of Dunedin. That's what I was going to say. All right. And it could have been worse after Tina Turner died. Do you know how many people kept on mistyping, typing Tuna Turner? You go to, go to Twitter, type in Tuna Turner. It's all over the oh, place. No. I saw it and it was even in the news as a Chiron. And for a second, I got scared. I thought they were canceling the sandwich from buoy mongers. No oh, fair. Tuna Turner. Okay. And then finally, by the way, RIP. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. RIP. She was great. Great lady. She and also was great. Great set of pipes and one of the greatest set of legs in rock oh, and roll I heard history. they were insured. I heard they were insured. Yes. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. No, I, they, her legs were insured like Vin Diesel's arms. You know, they're insured. So, and I will say lastly, listener David Knights says the town where they filmed the Truman Show is Seaside, Florida. Oh, lovely. So there you go. Okay. That wraps up this a cantankerous episode of getting hammered. It depends on how Jennifer edits it. She might just say, oh, you know, forget it. I'm putting it all in there. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorino Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for your commentary, baby of mine. <laughs> the audience appreciates it. Thank you for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.